We're back with another Q&A roulette. Phoebe, our resident expert and uh, creator, has joined us again, of course, and Fred, our resident expert. Welcome, team. This is how we roll. Uh, this is another one where I have pulled off all of the, uh, well, not all of them, but some of the relevant questions that have grouped them together. This one's kind of about the content and the stuff that goes in your video. Content. Um mm. Sometimes I'm a bit loose on my categories, so let's see how we go. We'll spin one up and do it. All right. All right. Yeah, this is relevant. Okay. What does a good intro look like? Do you mean look look like or sound like or both? <laughs> What's the question actually saying? Well, this is how someone at, uh, has asked one of our loyal listeners or uh, attendee at a YouTube workshop or session or event that we've done has asked it we can interpret it how you want what's what's a good intro you know what to what makes a good intro definitely don't ask me because we've been talking for about five minutes we still haven't gotten into it yeah for you the good intro is forgetting their name and where they're from (laughs) um no i think Look, when I was first starting, this is something I looked into a lot. I watched a lot of YouTube videos about intros and I tried a whole bunch of stuff. But for me, I found the best intro is trying to catch the interest of somebody new, but not bore somebody that's watched me quite a few times. And I like to be consistent because I think people enjoy that. So for me, I try to keep it short, like, hey, it's Phoebe with Matt behind the camera. And today we're something. And I've changed the something that I say. So it used to be, and today we're in Manila. And so now I try to make it sound a little more interesting. Like, and today we're in one of the most densely populated cities on the planet. So I try to find an interesting hook about that destination and kind of get people into it, but keep it short and simple. And that seems to be working for me. So I'm going to say that's a good intro. <laughs> yeah. Do you need an intro? Oh, that's, Hang that's on. Sorry. I'm breaking question. the rules. All right. That's a no, great yeah. question. Yeah. Do you yeah. need an intro? <laughs> Maybe not. Well, I think no matter what you call it, you need some start to the video, right? You need something that's a logical start to the video. Like, and look, in in recent years, people have changed the way you do intros. It's no longer like it used to be. An intro used to be, hey, a summary of what's coming up, and you know, like in TV, it used to be a nice longer lead-in. So that's where like those that core intro started from. And people mm. are doing different ways to intro, you know, like starting at the end and all those things. But that's to do with like you have a good structure. And I'm sure there'll be a question later on about structure here. Um, but generally speaking, uh, I think what Phoebe said for most videos is good, like a like a brief, quick introduction that gets you into the videos so people can enjoy it. Um, the one thing I always say though is like try and deliver on the value proposition or explain the value proposition of the video in that introduction, right? So if in the thumbnail and title you've said this is a video about this, like show the audience mm-hmm. straight away what that is and how you're going to deliver on that so that they know that's happening. Otherwise. You know, it's not like old school TV where you have all this time to build up and, you know, people are going to keep watching for the first 10 minutes. It's not going to happen that way. So the introductions are really important to to that extent. Yeah. Do you know whose content I'm obsessed with at the moment? It's Emma Cruz's. I cannot stop watching her stuff. (laughs) And her videos, right? She doesn't have a proper intro. She just gets into it and she just immediately I'm hooked. From the second you press play, it is nonstop action and information. Mm. I am obsessed. And, yeah, even though I'm not into cruising – and even though it doesn't have an intro, she gets me. So if you're wondering what a good intro-less intro looks like, Emma Cruises. <laughs> I thought you were just throwing shade at me because that Emma, Emma, yeah, <laughs> Emma Cruises is the infamous episode where I just blanked. <laughs> I was in a... It was so it, good. Yeah. 
Emma's intros are good, not our episode, not our intro to the Emma episode. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. different. So Emma's got a good, yeah, a, a quick sum up straight yeah. into it kind of an introduction, which is, which is quite strong. Do you know what my, 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 not, it's not even least favorite. It's my most hated intro is on YouTube. Do you what? know what it is? Like it's the ubiquitous. Hi guys. Welcome back to my channel. It's like, ah. Oh. That used to be me. I was doing that for a time and even I made myself cringe. I was like, you've got to mix it up a little bit. Please stop. I've never been to your channel before. I'm not welcome back. I just watched 15 other channels. I've been doing some research on some channels and I've just seen 15, 20, 30 others do the exact same thing. It's like, please, just please stop. Mm. Please. Never do it again. Everybody. Um, but hi guys, welcome back to the Creator Generation channel. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's spin up another question. Ooh. All right. Okay. Huh. All right. We're talking content. We're switching gears a little bit, but it's still in the world. Can I add just a few seconds of a song that I don't own? Oh, look, you absolutely can, but it's going to have a terrible outcome for you. <laughs> You can do whatever you want, but you will bear should the consequences. I? You should not. <laughs> you should absolutely not. Just just at the very base level, I think that, um, look, as a creator, I don't like it when people take my stuff and use it without my permission, even if they use a couple of seconds with it. So I'm, sh- I'm sure that for musicians and, you know, that kind of creator out there, it would be the same. Um, and also you can get into all kinds of trouble with copyright, gang. Don't do it. You don't want that kind of heat on your channel. Yeah, people try and find different ways to excuse it's like oh but i only use a few seconds or i'm only doing this yeah. part of it or i change it up but keep in mind like you know copyright laws are, are, are pretty tricky to get around and and there are certain things that are uh, put into place in the platform and yeah i mean you can use it but like i said sometimes you don't know what the outcome is going to be often yeah. it'll just be that you know youtube will you know mark it up and say that you know you can't monetize a video it has to go to the the owner of of the song and you lose all that and if that's mm-hmm. something you want to do then that's fine just keep in mind though it's not going to be nice clear cut and say, oh, I'm going to use this couple of seconds and it's going to be okay. So generally speaking, you know, there are tons and tons of libraries out there that offer you some amazing music. Look at one of those first because you know they're pretty much all cleared. And then if you really have to use those couple of seconds from a song you really want, keep in mind that there are going to be implications to using that. And if you don't mind that, then, you know, you're willing to risk it or roll the dice and go for it. Just don't do it. Save yourself some time. Just don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's not worth it. Righto, let's spin up another one. Uh, here it goes. All right, how do I choose my style? My, there you go, my video style. The, I guess it's like the type of videos that they're making, the, 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 the format, right? Like, and maybe we should dive into what that means. Does that mean, are, you t- are they talking about the format specifically or are they talking about the, the structure? Like, how do I choose the structure of the video as well? More of a style, like a structure, like a, a format is, is where I'm reading that one. Like, how do you choose your video format? Hmm. Okay. Maybe well, well, let's. What is a video yeah. format? Yeah. Well, basically, it's it's a it's a tricky one, right? Because uh, over time, people are like, oh, is it is it the theme? Is it the is it mm-hmm. the structure? Is it exactly the type of video? Um, it used to be when you said, oh, format. Um, it was like, oh, is it an explainer? Is it a how-to? Is it a you know a challenge yeah. video? Like those were the core formats that you used to work with, and they're basically the the wrappers of the video, the basically the you know the overall structure that people could look at and go, oh, that video is A or that video is B, and then they know what to expect from it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there are ways we break that down even further, and there are hybrid formats and all sorts of things like that that can make it really interesting. 
Um, but at the end of the day, the question is, how do I choose one? It really comes down to what you like and yeah. then what will then gel with the audience and then being consistent to a certain degree with that, because every time you change the format or the, you know, that wrapping structure can confuse the audience quite a lot, which is why um, when channels, you know, start with something and become very successful and then they suddenly change that up to a different format, they don't do as well, even though they've got effectively, you know, the same people involved and then the audience, the audience is confused, the um, creator is confused, like why didn't that do well? And it's because yeah. you've changed basically the, the thing people have come to know about you and your channel. Yeah. How did you choose what you did, Phoebe, with your... Um, <laughs> for probably the wrong way, Ant. We just started and then just figured it out as we went and made changes as we went. Um, you know, when we first started, uh, it was actually me that was editing the videos and I liked a lot of cuts. I liked it very like choppy. Even if, even now when I make little daily vlogs for TikTok, they're so different to what Matt produces. They're very, yeah, lots of cuts, very quick. So that's more my style, whereas Matt's style is a lot more cinematic and he has a lot more of a storytelling element to it. So our YouTube videos reflect him a lot more than they do me in a sense. So I think it comes down to you personally. I mean, don't forget what we do is art. It's creativity. It's an expression of yourself. So definitely a part of it is going to be what you like to watch. You know, even so far as television and movies, you'll probably find yourself reflecting oh, your favorite directors, your favorite things that you've seen, all that kind of stuff will come through. Um, but definitely, I like what Fred's saying about definitely what connects with your audience. You want to make sure that the style of what you're creating matches the con type of content you're making and what your audience engages with. But don't be afraid to evolve as you go as well. You can always, you know, try a few different things and let your style change a little bit within reason <laughs> and let it grow mm. with you. I don't think you went about it the wrong way though, Phoebe. You like really? getting in there and getting your hands dirty. <laughs> And experimenting and seeing yeah. what works and what you like making as well as what yeah. people like. There's nothing Figure wrong with out. that. I reckon. Oh. Like, I don't yeah. think we want to stamp out the experimentation. No, yeah. absolutely not. In fact, that's the way most creators do it. In fact, it's probably the best yeah. way to do it because you get to understand what you like, what the audience likes, and yeah. you build up skills right while doing that. Because if you just yeah. go straight in and say, I'm going to do A, B, and C, you have no experimentation. You don't know, you know what yeah. you don't know kind of thing. Yeah. I think there's a lot of pressure now, I think, from, you know, many, many years ago to now. Um, content creation is definitely seen as a job now and it's seen as a business. So there's a lot of pressure to know what you're going to do before you do it and be perfect from day one because you have access to all this information. But maybe that pressure is a little too intense. Maybe that mm. ability to still learn as you go, learn on the job still exists then. Totally. This generation of, like, the early generation of video creators, they didn't know mm. the rules for yeah. TV and film. Yeah. And look where it ended up, right? So they went out and broke the rules, created <laughs> new ones. Well, maybe we can encourage a bit more of that. Uh, let's spin another one. Leave that one hanging out there. <laughs> um, ooh, yeah, that's a, not a bad segue. Thank you, Magic Wheel of Spinning. <laughs> Should I upload my videos even if they aren't perfect? Yes. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> What's my favorite? My, my favorite sayings when talking to some creators is "perfect gets gets in the way of good." Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, Absolutely. What's, per what's perfect, right? There's a really great quote. I can't remember who it's by, um, but it's something like it, it's a lady. She was a dancer, I think, and she was talking about um, you know artistic expression, and she just says that no artist is ever satisfied, and that is so true. You will never be completely satisfied if you're trying to wait to create the perfect video to put it out on the internet and have it receive too much fanfare. It's never going to happen. You know, just put out the very best that you can do at any given moment and let people love it. 
agree. I think that's, I think that's, <laughs> that's great. You can't, you can't wait for perfect. The only thing I'd say yeah. about that is don't use being doing, don't use that as an excuse for being lazy, right? Yes. Like, oh, I'm just going to put out the video anyway. Oh, it's, you yeah. know, everyone said put it out when it's good, not perfect. But if you were lazy and you didn't take the time to try and do it well, that's problematic. Like you should take the time to try and do it well. Just don't um, overextend yourself or overthink it, right? Mm-hmm. Once it gets to a point, you're like, okay, let's, let's put it out. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Don't use an excuse to being lazy. <laughs> I mean, this is my own question. I'm going off script on this one, but do you think people feel like more free of the perfectionism on the shorter form platforms like shorts, TikTok, Insta reels and stuff? That is such a good question. Yes. Mm. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Absolutely. Yes, I do. I just throw up these little mini daily vlogs. I, if the voiceover isn't quite perfect, it's almost as though the imperfection makes them better on those short form platforms for some reason. I put a lot more pressure on myself on YouTube. Wow, you're really digging deep today, Ed. That's a good question. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is good. And I mean, you're absolutely right. And the other thing about the, the ultra short form, you know, um, content is that it's it's often mimetic in nature a lot of the time, which means it's being someone is taking something and doing an interpretation of something else, right? So yeah. no matter what you do, it's your interpretation of it. So, yeah. you know, you have a bit more freedom to not worry that much about what's coming out rather than trying to make it mm-hmm. perfect because effectively it's your own little version of it. So whereas a lot of other platforms, you know, you're trying to find very original takes on on different things so i think our most successful uh reel on insta is was from a piece of video content that i don't think we had the cameras on but we didn't expect the cameras to be on i was basically lying i think i was lying on the desk almost asking (laughs) questions feeling (laughs) not really feeling into it i mean it probably helped that phoebe dropped a really fire answer after it but um you know you get a little bit of credit there on that one phoebe but you know like (laughs) It definitely wasn't made for video. Like we never made it for yeah. video, but it was. Yeah. It turned out to be awesome. So yeah, there's something in that. Maybe I should lie yeah. on the ground right now for the rest of this episode. Absolutely. Just sort of close my eyes. <laughs> just let it let it happen. <laughs> anyway, let's spin the wheel up. Oh, hey, oh Fred, you preempted this. Someone always asks this. I think I, I think it's what you were getting to, but this one's more around like how do I um, bring story into my videos like how do i so i i'm flagging that as structure but that's because that's kind of a hot thing right now people talk about narrative storytelling um that's really valuable i Mm -hmm. think that's probably where the prompt of that question came from how do you bring it into it 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 does vary and it's funny because i think store the proper story structure is is re-emerging as a really valuable asset to have in videos um you know i think previously YouTubers many, many years ago were shunned by, you know, the TV industry and film industry um, where they used, you know, complete story structures. So they went away and did their own thing, which became very popular. But what we're finding is like those story structures that were used when now used in YouTube videos uh, or any short form videos are actually proving to be quite successful if done well, because that um, those all those forms are coming closer and closer together now. So. You know, story can be very important. Structure can be very important. Often people don't know where to start. Do I do the, you know, three structure you know, story, do I do the hero's journey, those kind of things. But I always like saying, like, if you're not sure where to start, just have a start, middle, and end to your videos, mm-hmm. right? Have a distinct start, have a distinct middle, have a distinct end or conclusion. And that's a good way to start. And in fact, the, the funny, the funniest thing, I say this all the time to people, but I was, um, I was telling my four-year-old a story the other night. She was asking me, oh, dad, tell me a story before I go to bed. And 
I started talking about, you know, a story, her and her dog go for a walk in the woods. And it just, I just realized it was just meandering. It was like, it wasn't going anywhere. And I was trying to come up with these <laughs> ideas like, oh, how do I make this interesting? And I came up with all these things to try and make it interesting. But halfway through, she's like, I'm bored. Do some, oh. Let's do something else. Oh, no. And I realized I hadn't oh, added any structure. I was trying to come up with ideas that made it more interesting, but I hadn't got any structure to it. I hadn't set it up. Like, you know, why was she doing it? Why were they in the woods? And what's happening when they're there? And then trying to come conclusion i just basically said oh what are a whole bunch of interesting things that would go into the story and i think a lot of creators have the same thing when they're new to video new to these platforms like oh let me just put a whole bunch of interesting things together and yeah. give it to people and they'll watch it yeah. but when it's not brought in in a, in a more structured sense then i think you're going to lose that interest and i think mm-hmm. when i do reverse that and i actually try to make that story structure better for even kids stories now like i have a distinct start like that journey and then an end or conclusion mm-hmm. you can clearly see like she's far more interested in this story and i don't have to think that much about oh i have to have this 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 interesting thing but more about the structure and the actual journey of it so you know it actually does work and it's funny how human beings were just so in tune naturally with how a story should be structured because i guess so yeah. you know so much of our lives are stories yeah and and now we know where the negative comments in the comment section come from it it's, uh, it starts when you're about four years old. I'm That's bored. <laughs> I'm bored. Yeah. Bad. You can just see like she was just so over it, but I got to like the third point and like this was literally the dog was going nowhere. We were going nowhere. She was meeting like all these random things and it just didn't, it didn't make any sense. So she pulled me up on that and I started immediately thinking, well, no, I should have built a proper story structure around it. <laughs> we always so say that trolls wouldn't say it to your face, but apparently they do. <laughs> Small to trolls, yeah. <laughs> All right, the last question on my magic wheel. I don't even need to spin it. How, sh- shorts. Should I make YouTube shorts? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, you absolutely. should. <laughs> Boom, done. Yeah. All right, Convince see you next me. week. Yeah, look, yeah, yeah. I would very quickly. Yes, you absolutely should. Obviously, it, one of the, the, the best things about YouTube is, is it really owns the longer form space, right? Which is, mm-hmm. you know, very established now, can create, you know, brilliant channels around it you know, uh, lots of revenue models. Um, the sh- ultra short form space doesn't have that but uh, as well. Um, but the good thing about being in the YouTube ecosystem is that, you know, if you create short and short form content there, you can then spin it off into other things like longer form content or live content, and it can be part of one ecosystem or one destination for people to, to watch from. Um, and I think there's a lot of value in that too. So definitely, yes. And it's a new program, a new, new aspect, or newer, should I say, aspect of YouTube. So they're going to be putting a lot of effort into that. So absolutely, while the focus is there, make shorts, build that up as well. Um, and I think you're going to see a lot of value if you do it well. Yeah, I agree. I think also just find ways to make it sustainable for you. You know, if you start and then oh, you burn out and you can't do it and you're trying to make all this different red hot, Connie for different platforms you are going to get so burnt out so funny so just find ways to make it really sustainable and have a plan but but shorts are really fun and I found they really drove subscribers to our platform so easily it's it's amazing one of the best performing videos on our channel at the moment is a short and it took no time to make and it's almost a little frustrating because (laughs) you make this absolute epic of a video and then this tiny little short does so well but yeah it's a really great way to connect with new people so you should definitely give it a go and while you guys are talking, I just got pinged that 
YouTube Shorts advertising is coming as of tomorrow when we're recording this. So oh. late September and it's, Look it's coming. What a surprise, wow. right? What a surprise. <laughs> that, that was always the question. Where's the money in it? Well, mm-hmm. here it comes. YouTube's always been very, very good at making sure they make money and yeah. the creators make money as well. Yeah. So here it comes. So <laughs> no more excuses. Get into it. All right. Great. Thank you for joining us on another fun Q&A. Catch you next time. See ya. Bye.